Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, JR Mom, joined over distance by JR Dad. Hi. How's it going, JR Dad? Pretty good. Should I yell because I'm so far away? Please don't. <laughs> I think I should. Okay. I understand how phones work, so I will not yell. Thanks. Welcome. Uh, dear Dad's in Florida. I am in Maryland. It's amazing. It's like the miracle of technology again. One of us would really like to be in Florida. The other one doesn't care. <laughs> and yet... <laughs> yeah, yet we're in, in the wrong roles, I think. Yes. I mean, I had to stay in Maryland because someday my bud won't hurt. But today is not that day. I was like, there's I too need many. To get my... I said, there's too many dogs here. I'm getting the hell out of here. I, I got to get my butt handled in Maryland. <laughs> professionally yes. handled your dad <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the squad the people the listeners the people the listeners have been sending you enough good butt vibes i mean some i got a decent amount of butt vibes well, after the last podcast so thanks know, everybody redouble double down everyone because the butt still hurts i did get cleared to run this week though my butt still hurts i'm not cleared to run because my butt does not hurt I'm just cleared to run because it doesn't seem like it will make my butt hurt more. Yeah, I'm saying it so. helps. I mean, thank you for your good vi- butt vibes, but good vibes, but we can keep doing it. It'll it'll keep helping. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. So thanks, uh, but so, do more. <laughs> yeah, thank you, everybody. That's the end of the Gen Butt update. The cocktail of the week is the White Cuban. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, before we left on this trip, we went into Key West Legal Rum, our favorite place, and they had a bottle of Cuban coffee-flavored rum, which I knew they'd had this coffee-flavored rum for a while, and so we bought a bottle, and it's quite good, but it's a little hard for me to just drink it straight. I mean, it's very rare that I'll drink any kind of liquor just straight. I think that speaks um, for you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and so I was like, what can I put this in? And I was like, you know what I really like is a white Russian. Could I use the coffee rum instead of vodka? So we've done a right, right Russian before. It's cream, or you can use milk, or half and half. Um, vodka and Kahlua. That's a white Russian. So if you replace the vodka with rum, so you have cream, rum, and Kahlua, that's called a white Cuban. That's an existing cocktail. Hmm. And so I was like, I bet the coffee rum would be delish since Kahlua is uh, a coffee-flavored liquor. Oh, my yeah. God. It was so good. I made one for myself. It was delish. That's great. That's, that's it's gone because I drank great. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's in you. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's good. This, you're, a, you're a creative drink master. Yeah. So I, I took a picture of it. I'll put it in the Instagram story. You uh, can see it over on Salt and Glitter. I've tried, but when I'm creative, it just consists of like almost blindly <laughs> mixing weird stuff that I might like individually and then kind of drinking it because it's fine. <laughs> it's Case fine. in point, today you made yourself a gin and tonic where normally you might put a little squeeze of lime juice in there and you used lime cordial, which is like a lime-flavored syrup. I think it's a lemon cordial. Like it's Rose's sweetened lemon mm-hmm. ju- lime juice. Mm. Is it lime juice? It's green, right? <laughs> I, don't if, I seem to recall it's, it being... It, I know what it is. It's absolutely lime cordial. <laughs> pinkish. It's, it was in the back of the fridge. Like I Pink. had to... I had to reach really far in the back. If it's a little bottle if it's with a pink, screw top, it might be grenadine. No, nah, it's not. It's, it's not either dark pink. No, then it's lime. Okay, it's tasty. Whatever it is, it's probably lime because it yeah. tastes. I mean, it's in the spectrum. This was not. I didn't go too crazy. I didn't put like an egg in there or anything yet. 
this is part of like the ingo substitution fails that we talked about where you're like it's a white powder i probably can just substitute it like it says some kind of citrus name on it probably it's, all the same thing it says rodenticide but it's a white powder it's fine it's fine <laughs> just use some of this yeah, this one was a successful, uh, a- successful substitution. So I was, I'm getting better. Yeah, I was like, it probably is just really sweet, and you're like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, I like the the sweetness along with the the liminess. Yeah, I mean, I'm all, but oh, what I'm good. using now, I'm doing now, which I didn't do before, is uh, use a measuring cup, like use a sniff. How much a sniffer. lime cordial did you put in that gin and tonic? About half of what I much as much of as I put in gin. Ooh, that's a very sweet drink you got there. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. I don't think it's a gin and tonic anymore, but it's a perfectly acceptable drink to drink. Well, I have tonic. Tonic is in it. It tastes like tonic. Yeah. But there wasn't that much yeah, to top up. Yeah, I think you could yeah. name that. Yeah. I could okay. name it the, the accident. Ingo's accident. <laughs> a happy accident. I mean, that's not yeah. a bad combination that you've come up with there. I mean, I could... Yeah. I don't know if I can recreate it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'll try, but it's not scientific. Yeah, this method is not scientific. I'm just pleased something well, good came out of it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm impressed. Good job. Impressed. Nice. I'm just pleased. Given what you've done before, <laughs> I'm very impressed that you came up with something I, totally palatable. I, I once used water as a mixer for vodka. That was not good. Yeah. I mean, people drink vodka soda, so it's just a very flat vodka soda. It was a creek water out of, while camping. <laughs> <laughs> no. Why did, not just drink the vodka out of the bottle? Because it was nasty. <laughs> I bet it was made much better by the creek water. It remained nasty. <laughs> There's just slightly less of it. <laughs> it did not. It did not work as a mixer. It was useless. It did no. not modify the nasty flavor. It was like Virginia Gentleman vodka in a plastic bottle. Oh, jeez. That's terrible. Cheap. Don't do that anymore. Bottom shelf liquor. Ugh. Yeah. Do not buy that in this house. No. No. Okay, should we do dong updates? I mean, yeah, not yeah, much yeah. has happened this week. That's what everyone... So... Did you just... What now? <laughs> did I miss... Wait, what ha- What did we... Ta- did I time travel back? I think you're uh, messing with me. It has been an me. eventful week. You're messing with me. An eventful week. Yeah. Okay, so uh, thing number one, new foster dog. Yeah. We were going to name him Roquefort, but I think we should call him Remoulade. He looks like a Remoulade, and Remy is a great name for him. I think it's a great substitution because he's also already called Remy. Yeah. He's blind. So he's blind because he's diabetic. So he's five. I'll give the whole background. So he's five years old. Uh, diabetic and when you have untreated diabetes it will give you cataracts which he has and has made him blind he can see a tiny bit like he doesn't run into stuff he can sort of see a little bit of motion but it's very minimal his vision Um, he has Lyme disease and Ehrlichia which are both things you get from tick bites hookworm which is a parasite but no heartworm which is great I was going to say, is hookworm, um, hookworms in the intestine? Yeah. Oof. So <laughs> I gave him the medicine yesterday to treat the hookworm. So that's it. It's just kind of the one day's worth and he's done. But it's, um, not, de- it's not debilitating like heartworm, hookworm. 
No, it, I don't think it will kill you. It's just intestinal parasites, like the kind of worms that like puppies or outside dogs get, which is not surprising because he was an outside dog. Like um, only. So I, yeah, I got his vet records and the people who owned him brought him to the vet like right when they got him and then when he was whatever, five months or something to get him probably his rabies shots. And that was it. Then he never came to the vet again until... <sighs> Uh, you know, a week and a half ago, um, he lived only outside and they were like, you know, he's running into stuff. We think maybe he's got some vision problems. And the vet's like, he is blind because he is diabetic and like he's completely uncontrolled diabetes, right? They've, he's never been treated. They didn't know he had it. Um, so he's blind from the diabetes. And so, you know, you have to give him insulin shots twice a day and they're like, great, put him down. We don't want him anymore. And the, the vet was like, how about no? <laughs> and <laughs> so uh, they signed the dog over to the vet. And this very nice tech in the vet's office took him to live with her um, until they could kind of get him connected with the rescue group with us. So she was with him for about, uh, no, he was with her or she was with him for about a week. Um, and she got so attached to him. Like I hear she was kind of crying when she gave him up and she was really attached, but she knew that, uh, and he's a very sweet boy, but she's like, you know, he needs to go somewhere where he can be taken care of in a way that I probably can't. Cause it, you know, it does take a lot of, for a diabetic dog, especially, right. They need a lot of attention and they're sort of expensive and he's, you know, I don't know what her situation was, but vet techs don't make a ton of money and she's way out in kind of rural Virginia. Um, but she really gave him a lot of love and like his, his skin is a mess as you would expect for a dog that lived outside. And she just like scrubbed him out with all these baths, like really worked hard on cleaning him up and, you know, starting him on the path. So, uh, He's going to be quite a project. So he has to be on a month of antibiotics to treat the Lyme disease. And I think also the Ehrlichia, but it's the same antibiotic. So twice a day antibiotics for that. Um, And then we are, you know, he was just on kind of grocery store dog food. So we're switching him to the prescription diabetic dog food, which like metabolizes better and it keeps their sugars more stable. Um, So that I think is coming from Chewy tomorrow. We've got his insulin, so we're getting him on that. Jaredad is coming back with the glucose monitor so we can start tracking. But I was reading through his pretty brief records today, and they were talking about the visit where the former owners brought him in, and it said, you know, blood glucose was high. And I was like, well, where's the number? Like, how high was it? And then I was like, oh, right. When it gets super high, the meter just says high. Like if it gets above 750 or 800, the meter just says high. We had that with Cheggs when you when you were bringing him back, remember? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, so, this, so th- but this dog has never had insulin. Uh, Remy has never had insulin. No, I mean, not until, you know, a week ago or whatever. Oh, okay. So the tech did start him on it. Yes, yeah. So they, So since he was surrendered to the vet. He's been on insulin. Okay. They started him on it then. Wow. Um, yeah. So, um, so that's pretty nice. And they sent an extra bottle of insulin with him, which was pretty generous too. So, but it, you know, it takes, so he had, you know, that was his, in his blood sugar values with no treatment. Um, but it takes a couple weeks 
for blood sugar to move in dogs. Like it's not like humans, and we said this with Manchego, where you kind of measure it between meals or anything. So um, we'll test him when your dad gets back with the blood glucose meter and, and kind of get that stabilized, which we should be able to do in about a month. I mean, getting him on the good food and, you know, monitoring his snacks. And now we've got some experience from Cheggs, giving him his insulin regularly. That should be fine. So that, so that'll kind of take us through the end of July. And then we have an appointment, I think August 2nd with the eye doctor, the ophthalmologist that Manchego went to in Miami. They're going to see him um, to hopefully take out those cataracts and give him his vision back. Um, should be much more straightforward. He's a, a, you know, other, he's got this stuff that's all treatable, right? Like the, the Lyme disease in the Ehrlichia is bad, whatever. You do the antibiotics and then he'll be better from that. Um, the food will make him better. We'll get his blood sugar under control. So he should be a very stable, healthy dog at only five years old. Um, and a really, I think a really good candidate for the surgery. He doesn't have any other problems that have been picked up. Um, he's a little anemic, but it's all, it's all pretty manageable. And I think just stuff from, you know, him having no vet care. So he's going up there August 2nd, and then we're also going to get him fixed. We can't, he has to get fixed. He's still intact, but you can't get him fixed until he finishes the antibiotics for the Lyme. So he'll be having a bunch of stuff done, uh, end of July, beginning of August. Was that in three weeks? Three or yeah, three weeks, maybe three going on four weeks. So yeah. And then, you know, he, when he gets seen by the eye people, like that's going to be evaluative and that, you know, once we get the, assuming it all goes okay, we get the surgery scheduled, then it is a couple months of follow-up. So, uh, not that it's unlikely that we wouldn't keep him, but he certainly will be getting kind of treated and taken care of through October. Um, with the eye stuff and, and everything else. And then we'll see. He's a very sweet man, though. I was going to say, he's so, a sweet boy, though, right? Yeah. Uh, first of all, he's giant. So he only weighs 83 pounds, but he is at least as tall as Guac. Maybe a little taller, but floofier. So you look at Guac and him next to each other, and Guac looks little because he's like a big, poofy man. They're kind of the uh, same, though, though right? Fat. I mean, Guac's probably about 80-some 80, 80 pounds, and... It's just not floofy. He's sleek. Yeah, they they weigh about the same, but yeah, Guac is so sleek. Like I can, f- Guac's not chubby. Mm-hmm. Um, we say he's got a little bit of a dad bod, um, but Remy, like I can feel his ribs really easily. Oh wow. He's, he's not emaciated, but he's you know he doesn't need to lose any weight for sure. But he he's very fluffy, so he looks a lot bigger than Guac with the floof. So interesting, yeah. And he's yeah. And and as I was telling you before, it's it's going to be interesting because I I put him in the has diabetes box that we know from Manchego, but he's so mobile, right? He walks fine. Yeah. He he runs around fine, which is so unlike Manchego. So yeah. that's that's like it's not computing completely. You were talking about him like roaming around the house unfettered because he can walk fine. Yeah, he, he paced all day yesterday, into the house, out of the house. I mean, the nice thing is we've got the screen here. He, as an outside dog, not housebroken. Um, so, you know, had to keep an eye on that. He started once, like, he was going to 
poop in the living room and I was like, no, 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 and kind of dragged him outside and that's it. He hasn't had any accidents in the house. That's great. Um, and being able to keep that door open, like he knows that goes to the outside. So he's been kind of going out and doing his business. It, it only takes like a week or so to housebreak an adult dog. And the tech who was taking care of him had him inside at her house. And so I think she did the hard work, of, you know, not that it's that hard, but uh, you know, she kind of dealt with a few accidents and he's, he's been fine and hasn't shown any interest in doing anything here. So he was, he just paced and paced and paced yesterday, but you could see him like by the end of the day, he was letting me pet him, sort of insisting that I pet his head. And I put him in the crate cause all the other dogs are, you know, a little on edge with the new dog and he'll step on them sometimes cause he can't see them. And then that makes them upset. So I crated him. Uh, I also didn't want him climbing stairs or anything yeah and at like 4 45 this morning i kind of heard him pawing at the crate so i was like okay like let's get up and uh about noon he's like and i'm tired and oh. laid down and went to sleep in his so crate or just, just on the floor just on the floor he's he's doing good he's he's seems like fully like okay like this is where i'm living now and i'm real tired so i'm gonna sleep and but i go up to him and he wags his tail and i pet him Aww. i've had many many face licks that's so far great that's that's way ahead of guac guac's a reluctant licker he likes his belly rubbed oh like he'll, he'll flip over and be like rub rub the tongue oh nice uh yeah and so his nails also have not been tended to so super long like like when he stands they kind of push off to the side and like turn his toes Oof. too yeah, long too way long. too long yeah yeah i mean he just hasn't been taken care of and uh so i'm like all right i've got to trim them but as we know from the many murder scenes that seem to have appeared in our house blood it's real easy <laughs> to cut them too short especially when they're that long blood. kind of grow out yeah and the last thing you want to do is freak him out on their first day. Like, oh, this is a person that's going to hurt me. So, and he also is not real enthusiastic about having his nails <laughs> trimmed. So I've just been like yeah. chasing him around the house, like one nail at a time. <laughs> and to, but today I was able to be like, oh, look at me, like rubbing your belly and like kind of rubbing his face. And he's got like his mouth open, like he kind of wants to play. And then Aww. I'd be like rubbing his face with one hand and like, like clipping a nail. <laughs> with hand. So there's been no blood yet. That's great. No, it's got to be even good. more, tra- no, not traumatizing, but do- I would be much more nervous about it if I couldn't see either, right? Like, so all of a sudden I'm like, I feel mm-hmm. some of my toe and I'm like, eh, what the? Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're not perfect yet, but I did a round yesterday and in several rounds today, you know, just taking off a little at a time so I don't hurt him. Uh, but they're getting Jeez. to the point where they're not pushing sideways and... You know, I think eventually it, when I get him into a vet, they'll trim them properly. I think horses have that. Their their hooves can, like, go sideways, like pancake out if they eat a lot of clover or something or if they're not treated well. It's called foundering, I think, maybe. Huh. Not being a horse vet, don't know. But, and I'm also yeah. not going to Google it, you know. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say stuff. So anyway, I mean, he's he's a very sweet boy, I think. You know, I think once he just kind of settles down and everybody else settles down, like he's going to be good. He's already like he's already feeling more affectionate and comfortable, but it will be a bit of a process with him. It's not going to be like Maggie and Jasmine or Riley where they showed up and it was just like they had always been here. Um, Yeah, he'll need some time. 
And then I think, you know, once he can see again, like we may be able to get him back to like normal, healthy dog who just needs a couple insulin shots every day where he can see and run and play and just be happy and not have any trouble. Like most of his problems are fixable. So it's going to be awesome. Yeah. He's a really sweet boy. See, so your dad hasn't met him yet because you're in Florida, but no, I just hear good stories and see good pictures. Seems like a sweet boy. So that's Remoulade. Um, I think I told then, you the, the German saying that might apply, right? Wenn es dem Esel zu gut geht, geht er aufs Eis. Yeah, save that for the German of the week. Oh, oh, no, no, okay, that's no, a well, let's secret cut preview of let's German cut of the week. Let's That'll cut be a good it. one. <laughs> <laughs> we never cut these things. Go ahead. I could put like a big beep over it. A big long beep. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a first. I beeped something else once. Anyway. Uh, okay. So, while New Dog was here yesterday afternoon, walking around and around in circles, I got a call from Voodoo's orthopedic surgeon who said, hey, we got all of his results back today. He's fine, basically. Um, so, he's still a tiny bit anemic, basically the same as it was last time. But there's no tick-borne diseases. Um and they're like, you know, they took fluid in all the quilt patches that he's got shaved on him. They took fluid from both of his knees and then from his ankle. Both of his knees are swollen, but his ankle is not swollen. So the ankle's kind of the control joint oh. fluid. Um, and what they found is that the knees both have signs of inflammation, but the ankle doesn't. And so what all of it suggests taken together is that he probably just has like the beginning of some arthritic changes, which will come from like torn cruciate ligaments in both of his knees. And he's probably really sensitive to it, but he doesn't have it in his ankles and you don't, they don't show any signs of inflammation in his ankles. So there's no like chronic joint inflammation. That means it's not some immune process. That's like attacking all of his joints with arthritis. The only place that he has the inflammation is in the knees. So there's no big systemic problem. He's just got messed up knees. Good news, <laughs> given Real good all news. of the possibilities. Real good news, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's great. Like, we don't have to go see an internist now. None of this stuff. I mean, we could, but she's like, you know, I talked to my wife because her <laughs> wife is an internist. And she's like, I, you know, with my dog, I, this is fine. You know, we keep an eye on the anemia. But she's like, you know, if it were my dog, I'd be comfortable doing surgery. And I was like, great. And I'm like, all right, well, when can we do it? Like, I just want to get back to Florida. You know, and you were expecting, like, maybe in six weeks we have an opening or something. And she's like... How about tomorrow? And I was like, yes, do it tomorrow. And she kept saying stuff. I was like, tomorrow's good. No, put it down. Yes, tomorrow. Great. I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> so when Remy woke me up at 445, it wasn't that big a deal because I had to get up kind of, I had to leave the house by 630 anyway to bring Voodoo to the vet to get him dropped off on time. Um, so You're nice. I dropped Voodoo nice. off at seven this morning uh and it, you know, i took him out of the car in the parking lot just to like let him walk around and pee one last time and while we were waiting for them to come out and bring him in because you can't go in yet at this at this vet he kind of laid down in the parking lot fine and then the tech comes out to get him and she's like okay voodoo let's go and he's like no <laughs> no <laughs> this is where i'm laying now and she's like come on and i was like I have to do this thing. So I like stand by the door and I hold my hand out and I'm like, votes, votes. He kind of looked at me. 
I'm like, come on, foods, foods. And he's like, okay. So then he gets up. There's some other lady dropping her dog off who just thought it was the most hilarious thing, like laughing in her car and foods just being like, no. He was expecting he was expecting a treat though, right? A foods, foods. Uh, Yeah, but no eating before surgery, foods. Oh, you just you mind you mind controlled him. That's good. That's good. So I know I tricked him, but whatever. He'll forget because he went under anesthesia. So <laughs> the vet called around, <laughs> whatever, 1230 or 1 today. They put him under anesthesia. She's like, he's doing great under anesthesia. Um, she's like, there's not a lot of movement in the joint. You know, they try to move the, the tibia, the shin bone. They try to move it back and forth while holding your thigh bone stable. It's supposed to not move forwards and backwards. And if it does move, it means that your cruciate ligament is unstable she's like there's a little bit but there's not a ton and so she's like we're gonna go in and look at it and then um the procedure they do at tplo is basically they cut off the top of the tibia and reposition it so i i read up on all of this today so basically if you so your cruciate ligament holds your tibia in place i'm i'm super simplifying and if it's torn it means your tibia can move a little bit and what happens is if you're standing, that your tibia kind of is forward a little bit. And so it feels like your leg is going out from under you Oof. because it's because the weight is not evenly stacked, basically, because your tibia is basically sh- can shift forward a little bit. Which one's the shin so bone? This is the, the shin bone. Yeah. It is the shin. My shin bone. Okay. Yes. Same. Um, and so at TPLO, they basically take the top part of that and they cut like a semicircle, like starting at the front top, curving down to the back of the bone Ouch. or whatever, like a quarter circle. And then they like rotate it, <laughs> rotate that piece of bone in there and then put some metal plates in it to hold it in place. So essentially they make the top of the tibia flatter. So the, sh- the thigh bone sit when you're standing sits more directly feels balanced on top of the tibia. Wow. Vets can write in and correct this very simplified description, but that's basically it. So it's not actually, you don't repair the cruciate ligament at all. You just are making the leg more stable by the repositioning of the tibia. That's a lot more major Um, than I thought. It's a big process. I somehow thought they just like tied a knot in the two ends of the ACL, right? And tied it back together or something. I mean, I really didn't think that this is major bone surgery. Yeah, I mean, they're, the old surgeries they used to do are with big sutures that kind of stabilize it, uh, like internal sutures mm-hmm. to... Vink, stop it. Come on, move it. Vink's under the table just crying because she wants to go lay someplace else. Vink, you're the my baby, Vink. Open. Vink, Vink. Um, so yeah, the old surgery, like my dog Pi had this for her ACL. It's like these big, strong internal sutures that help stabilize the leg. But the TPLO apparently is... <laughs> I think she needs attention. <sighs> Come here, I'll pet you. It's fine. What a dink. Um, yeah, the TPLO is is super successful. So wow. But yeah, I mean, their bone is cut and reassembled, and so that's why it takes you know twelve weeks to get better. Um, so anyway, she, she's the surgery took about two hours, and she said, "Wow." That the tear, so this is his CCL, it's on the front of the leg as opposed to the ACL, 
which mm-hmm. is I think inside the new joint, a different one. So, the, and that's, they knew it was the CCL that was the problem. So she's like, it only had like a 10% tear, but it was kind of frayed, which suggests it kind of got like a little partial tear and then kept kind of having these repeated little traumas, like these additional little tears. Think, hmm. think of it like a rope where there's just like little strands are fraying on it. Yeah. It was kind of like that. She's like, he may be one of those dogs who's just really sensitive to anything being messed up on there and that's causing this big inflammation because a tear that small shouldn't cause a ton of instability. Um, She's like, the good thing is the meniscus, which is a piece of cartilage that sits on the inside of your knee. Like if you think if you're laying down, if you were to cut from your, uh, your patella, like your kneecap back to the back of your knee, that's the plain that your meniscus is on. I have torn my meniscus in both of my knees. Uh, I tore them at the same time. Um, And it's really painful. It like catches and it's just incredibly unpleasant. He didn't have any... And so it's common to get damage to that meniscus if you damage other things in your knee. And and that will eventually cause you arthritis um, because that cartilage just degrades more. So his meniscus was fine. She's like, everything actually looked really good. So the good thing is like, okay, we did this TPLO, but we've caught it before there was any major damage, before there was any kind of big structural changes or cartilage changes. So in a way, it's really fortunate that we were able to go in with such a small amount of damage where normally we wouldn't, because that means like we can fix it and kind of get him on a path where it's going to heal up and he's not going to have any longer term problems where if you like tear it totally or if you've had it torn for like two years and then everything's getting messed up in there uh then you can have kind of longer term changes that you can't reverse even if you do the surgery like there still be some arthritis or pain or whatever so she was super pleased and optimistic we did the full tplo repair and so he's there now which is kind of fine not that he's problematic he's he just lays around a lot, but having five dogs instead of six with the new one is, is not a bad thing. So and, why does he, uh, his yeah. gate, his gate was really weird though, right? I mean, it had a really like weird sort of round step in the back. He, cause if you imagine walking around and feeling like your knee is going to collapse out under you mm. every time you take a step, right? I don't know if you've ever had your knee give out on you, um, you can imagine, right, like stepping and then just feeling like your leg's going to collapse under you. Like it buckles? Uh, yeah. Think of it. Think Oof. of that kind of feeling. Yeesh. Every time you step, you're going to walk very weird. You're going to compensate right? like, like a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even if it's not hurting, if it just feels like it's going to buckle under you, you're going to walk weird. Totally. And, uh, I mean, he's been having increasing trouble getting up with it, so... You know, it's going to be a long recovery process. He's going to be in his harness a lot for us to, uh, you know, help him get up and down. Sure. But, you know, in a month or so, and he's going to be way better. And, uh, you know, 12 weeks and he should be back to normal. But the guaco voodoo uh, battles are absolutely off limits for three or four months. Foods, man. We're going to have to find something you can chew on that's not digestible. That's not edible. Yeah, get him those, a lot of Greek yogurt Kongs. No fat, frozen Greek yogurt Kongs. Fair enough. Yeah, he does like those. Um, Yeah. 
Maybe teach him to watch TV or something. I mean, come on. Why do you always <laughs> have to just play with Kowak? Just the good thing a, is he sleeps a lot. Read a book. <laughs> <laughs> read a book. I know, but uh, he also wanders around the house with that, like, shady look going, I'm going to mess with something. <laughs> I want to mess with something. <laughs> yeah. Here it'll be easy. Like, we can kind of lock him in my office and he can't move around too much, but he'll, you know, he'll need a little more controlling when we get back to Florida. Maybe the porch. Um will be a a compromise there. <laughs> Lock him out on the porch in August in Florida. He doesn't hate it. He'll he, die. It's, oh. it's like hot out there. I know. Hey, but we could keep him in the bedroom. Bedroom. Little baby gate. Yeah. He likes the bedroom. That's where he's he eats 50% of the time. Yeah. With you. Anyway, so Woods is done. I pick him up tomorrow. Excellent. Uh, when we're done podcasting, I'm going to call and check on him. So all of like the dog stuff we had to get done up here is now done. Which yeah, great. We, did, we had an increasing list. We had Hops, Voods, and yeah. because we got bored, now we have Remy. Now we have Remy. Um, so, yeah. So, Dear Dad's coming back. Uh, you'll be back on Friday. I have physical therapy then. And then I guess, you know, we could... Voodoo's going to need a, t- a follow-up, right, at the at the surgeon... Right. So the week after that is when we're flying to the Keys and then flying back. And probably on the Friday that we're back, like a week from Friday, 10 days from now, we'll take Voods back to the orthopedic surgeon for a check-in. And then we'll head back to the Keys. I'll be done with my physical therapy. Yeah. We'll go back down. Should be good. Unless there's another hurricane, then I'll come by sooner. I mean, we'll be there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. we're going to be there in the middle of next week. Um, I guess this... We'll be back over the weekend. Yeah, the update on this is everything's fine. It wasn't bad. It was not as bad as a Well, let us shift then before. into Taste of the Keys, which is about your... Because all the other dogs are fine, standpoint. right? Yeah, everybody else is fine. That's plenty. <laughs> Go for it. It was CB's birthday. I think that wasn't... Didn't we do that last time? I don't think so. Because it was June 29th. We did, we maybe didn't talk about it. One one person did point out to me, though, if we're going to do that. Um, sure. Th- there's, this, there's this meme going around, and it says, Remembering Alex Kintner, taken from us on this day, June 29th, 1975. He's the kid who, got, who was on the floaty thing in Jaws that got eaten by the shark, like oh, on no. that yellow floaty out in the water. And the Eesh. shark is like, yomp. And yeah, yeah. His That's mom's the mom. the smacks Chief Brody in the she's, face. She's quite upset. Yes, yes. So Alex Kintner uh, was eaten by Jaws on June 29th, 1975 in the timeline of the movie, which is June 29th is also CB's birthday. <gasps> Chief so, Brody is uh, a prescient name. Yeah. Our friend Dynamo on Twitter t- t- saw this meme and tweeted like, wait, isn't this CB's birthday? And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, because he couldn't save him. Now. He couldn't save Alex Kintner. He still... Yeah, you knew better, Chief Brody, and you... Slave Still politics, and look tor- what happened. Now a boy is by, dead. Tormented by that miss. <laughs> tormented through four other Jaws movies, dude. <laughs> I I think he's only in the next two. Really? Or the next, he's in Jaws 2. I don't think he's in three, and he's definitely not in four. I mean, I think our Brody has a cameo in all of them. CB. You'd be surprised. But yeah, Hops, Guac, Vink, all doing fine. I reshaved Vink's tum today. She does have some scabbies on there. 
Yeah, what's um, up with that? She's like supposed to know, be I better. You know, I took her swimming mm. in the creek, and I wonder if it's. No, she that. had those before. Those are just like big lumps close to her armpits, right? But not They're in her armpits. All over. It's it's much more than it was. Oh really? Well, it's fresh yeah, water. Yeah, she's not fully broken out, but. Funk. And a lot of them were in like the edges around where I had shaved. So I have now expanded the shaved region. <laughs> now, she's now still fluffy not, on top. Now you've moved the edge and it's not near the edge anymore. That's something. That's right. Now it's, uh, so I guess you just have to be real, <laughs> really careful about her getting wet. Because otherwise the shaved area gets bigger and bigger and bigger. She's just laying here now going like, Murph, Murph, you can get up. You can go anywhere you want. What, what are you doing? She's like, I'm going to go in my dog bed now. I'm just announcing it in the most annoying way possible. Bank. All right. Anyway, tell us about the tropical storm, Ingo. Yes. Well, it was, uh, I mean, it was sort of as predicted, right? The, the weather predictions were that it would miss the, the center, the, 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 the vortex, eye. the eye. There you go. Would miss Key West by a little bit, but the storm is big. I've been learning about this from you extremely big so the you know outskirts of the storm were still going to hit the keys the lower keys upper keys were were not even in the the storm i mean frankly it was like the mid skirts of the storm it wasn't even like the outer bands like you just got the east half of the storm yeah yeah so the so the wind was coming from the north right kind of blowing on the front of the house yeah Blowing on the front of the house. Um, and it rained a lot. It rained like three or five inches in a few hours. So it, it, it rained a lot, but the wind was not for... I mean, we've had worse wind. And the way it was blowing was blowing at the front of the house. So you could stand behind the house and it was kind of fine. It was, there was a big wind shadow behind the house and yeah. behind all our houses. It's a, it's a weird little pattern here. Micro pattern. Our little weather station is on the other side of the house so like we had like four mile an hour wind according to the weather station because it's also five <laughs> five feet above the ground and, and shielded by the house directly if the wind is coming this way um yeah i don't think our storm flag was waving during the storm which just was Sad. bizarre because it's behind our big jumbo limbo tree gumbo limbo tree jumbo gumbo limbo tree um but so there it, were sustained winds of like 40 miles an hour at Key West Airport. So yeah. it's just ev- everything on the water side from us was on the opposite you know, opposite side of where the wind came yeah, from. Yeah, and it was definitely blowy. But I think the the worst part was just that it rained so much so fast, right? It flooded the streets and, it, you know, flooded our Lake Queso made an appearance in our front yard where everything kind of flooded uh, and then drained into the ocean. So it's, you know, it was it was definitely dramatic. Uh, and interesting, and I was it was not bad to have been in the house in case something happened, but it wasn't like the power never went out, the water never went out. It was definitely manageable for for these for these circumstances here. It was good i mean we I think yeah. everyone considers it a success, a good miss, yeah yeah so n- and now it's over now it's beautiful, and you know there's there's since everything's palm trees and local vegetation there isn't even a lot like of branches or debris this isn't you know if, if this happens in washington all the trees lose limbs and trees get uprooted and fall over and you know it's 
the the, the northeastern vegetation really falls over <laughs> here yeah everything bends but doesn't break because we get these like we'll have five or six more storms like this this season and so if there are any weak ones they will have blown over already yeah no all the our palm trees all survived irma right which was over 100 miles an hour for 12 hours yeah so it's it's self-selecting and and again this is this area is used to it and some the nature is used to it so i, I think it's good Indeed. And now we have more of those big lizards in our yard because there's no dogs, so they all just hang out. <laughs> they seem to be eating grasses and things. But when I go out, there's like two or three that just like scamper for the, for the trees. I'm, I'm very entertained. I like them. These are the big green lizards, not the geckos. Yes, the big ones. Geckos are in the house now. I found two baby geckos in the house. Yeah. And moved them outside. Our dear debt. Vink is making a lot of noise. I think we got to wrap it up so I can uh, deal with her. Come on, Vink. Get your Do head your on German straight. German phrase of the week, and then I'm going to hand, handle it. Yeah, Vink. this is what occurred to me when we were. Um, Bastard dear dad. Vink's crying. Why don't you take care of Vink? Because, like, we're almost done. Yeah, all right. When the Esel zu wohl geht, geht er aufs Eis. So that's it's just a, a German, German saying that if the, if the donkey's feeling too frisky, uh, and too good, he'll go onto the ice. Like, if the donkey gets bored, he, he goes onto the ice for some thrills. He seeks to out... To make life more challenging. To, to make life more interesting and challenging. And that's kind of what we did when we had, you know, our equilibrium with five dogs. We were like, well, we kind of miss one more. Let's, you know, things are getting a little yeah. boring with these guys. It's so, so easy now. Picked up another one. It's so easy. There's like a little bit of space everywhere. We could just fill that with a another one and then we of course we saw the face and once you see a picture of these dogs it's really it's hard to say no Indeed. so now we have remy remoulade i like it mm -hmm. not a cheese but a food well thanks everybody for listening for all of these big updates and uh yeah we'll have more for you next week and until then go get vaccinated and don't bite anyone unless they ask you to that's right okay bye, bye.